Make Life Delicious, the podcast, is more than the food we eat. It's what else in life that makes us feel, be, and act delicious. We'll have conversations about real life, its messiness, and the things we can't live without. The ups, the downs, and the things we do on the daily to maintain our health, strength, and our balance. We'll talk about the unconventional wisdom and the alternative practices used in raising families, from healing to sex, because life's juicy. We are so excited and so ready to share how we make life delicious every day and how you can too. This is a Soul Fire production. Are you ready to start confidently cooking wholesome, healthy, and colorful meals in your kitchen? But most days you feel overwhelmed by where to start? Not to worry. Makes and I are here to help you learn the essentials, build a foundation, and spark joy in the kitchen. Curry Girls Kitchen's Reset program is a step-by-step guide designed specifically for you. Discover the foods that work best in your body, learn to cook vibrant recipes, and build confidence in your kitchen. Our new self-guided seven-day reset program includes an ebook and has everything that you need to get started to reboot your life and feel your absolute best. Head on over to currygirlskitchen.com or follow the link in today's show notes. Hello and welcome to Make Life Delicious. Today we have a very sweet treat for you. My dear friend, Cindy Webb, is the CEO and founder of Made By, a magical superfood cookie company created here in Los Angeles. Her story will fill your heart and spirit, how food became her saving grace and literally healed her. Sydney and I met, God, was that like a year or two ago, two years yeah, ago? Close yeah, close to two years ago. Two years ago when we, this is pre-COVID when we used to be able to get together, we had an entrepreneur mastermind on Monday mornings with coffee and a mutual friend had introduced us in this group or had invited me into this group. And I just remember before I met Sydney, they kept talking about this amazing human being who healed herself through food as well with these insanely delicious cookies that were (laughs) gluten-free, vegan, healthy, all of the things. And when we met, it was my soul sister. It's like, you know, those people that you meet and you just connect with. And Sydney, from how in these two years I've known you, what you've done with Made By and how it's grown and evolved, it's, and witnessing how hard you work for this company and how much it's really changed your life and has healed you. It's so beautiful. So thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. Thank you so much. No, it, I, I'm so, so grateful. And I couldn't agree more. Like, you know, there's certain people in your life that you just feel like you've known for 10 lifetimes and, and you are that people. And it was so fun too, because you also, this was pre, and maybe you can share this in your story, but you were a King's Ice Girl. So you already had <laughs> known my sister who was yes. the announcer for the King. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Such a small world. I was like, wait a minute, your sister's Alex Curry? I know her. Exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it's so funny too. You think about like, I'm sure your days as being the Ice Girl like is feels like a lifetime ago from now. Yes. I, it feels, I look back on pictures and I'm like, I did that. <laughs> it feels so long ago, but yeah. I, re- I still remember so much of it. Like it was yesterday. Exactly. So I would love for you to just share, you know, for us, both my mom and I had our healing journeys that really put us on this path of our purpose and 
discovering food as the main tool for healing for us and for you. I would love to hear your health journey from childhood into young adulthood. And it's one of those stories that it's like, yeah, I just feel like you need to share it and kind of how you came to create Made By. Yeah. Um, well, Made By stemmed from my health journey, like you said. Um, I, you know, I grew up an athlete as a kid and I played soccer my whole life. Soccer was my life. And up until the time I was about 16, my life plan was like to go pro for soccer. Um, and so I played extremely competitively, you know, trained five days a week. And um, my sophomore year of high school, I got recruited to play at USC, which was like my dream college. I was so excited. And, you know, it really seemed like everything was working out. I was, it was pretty much the best case scenario for anyone my age who wanted to go pro in their lifetime. And so I was so excited. And then halfway through that season, um, I will never forget, I woke up on my best friend's 16th birthday feeling sick, like kind of felt like I had the flu. I just had no appetite. And I remember thinking like today of all days, like it's her 16th birthday. I can't miss her sweet 16. Um, and so I took the medicine, went to her birthday, felt okay, but woke up the next morning, just still not really with any appetite at all. And went to the doctor the next week, just expecting them to tell me either I had a flu or a virus. And they ran all the tests. They're like, no, you don't have the flu. So it's probably just a virus, you know, drink water, sleep, you'll be fine soon enough. And so I did just that a couple weeks later, I wasn't not only was I not feeling better, but I was feeling worse. I started to get these really strange cramps, um, kind of felt almost like PMS cramps, but they were a little bit more intense. Um, then they seemed to kind of really concentrate on my like lower abdomen area. So was freaking out, thought I had appendicitis, went to the doctor. I'm like, my appendix is going to burst. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's come on out of nowhere. And um, they ran all the tests, see what was going on. My appendix wasn't that. Um, and so my symptoms went from a flu to fatigue to not having any appetite um, and, and just evolved into this really horrible mess um, over what ended up being a year. I saw every special in Los Angeles. I, you know, I went from one doctor to another doctor to another doctor who told me, you know, we can't find anything. It's all in your head. Um, and it was the most frustrating thing because I could so feel it was not all in my head. But the only physical symptom was that I had lost about 50 pounds um, over the course of a year. And, you know, I was an athlete, so I didn't really have much weight to lose. So, you know, pretty intense. And so up until the point where I was finally giving a, given a diagnosis, I um, was diagnosed as being anorexic um, because that was the only physical thing that was wrong with me. So my doctors thought it was a relationship with food. And the very last test I did by one amazing doctor, um, she decided that there was one more thing we could do to see if there was anything going on with my gut. Um, and I did this test where I swallowed a pill with a camera inside of it, took pictures the whole way down, revealed that I had severe Crohn's disease. Um, and so from that point on, it was relieving to have a diagnosis, but um, it was really just the start of like my healing journey. Um, from that point, I was put on 20 types of medication. I was on steroids and infusions um, and kind of one medicine to counteract the other. And the whole doctors, you know, my team of doctors goal was to just put weight back on my body. So that consisted of really, you know, high sugar, high calorie foods. So things like weight gaining shakes, eating a lot of Nutella and white bread. I mean, it was, they 
at that point, they hadn't really taken too much into consideration outside of like, we just need to get you back to stable weight. Um, and I always believe doctors are always doing the best they can with what they have. And I think that they were. Um, but needless to say, on a Ensure Shake and Nutella diet and lots of medication, I did not feel good at all. And I was on that regimen for about three years, graduated high school. And, and in that period of time, I lost my scholarship to USC because I was no longer able to play soccer anymore. Um, my doctors told me I'd never be active again. I'd be on medication my whole life and kind of like, you know, my whole future just completely did a 180. Um, Devastating. When I, when I was finally diagnosed, it, it totally was. I mean, it rocked my world. And so started going to USC, went to community college, was there for a couple of years. And then while I was there, one day at Starbucks, I met the first guardian angel in my life. His name is Dean Johnson. And he was and is one of the best holistic doctors specifically for Crohn's and colitis. We exchanged contact information. And essentially, I worked with him over the course of a month and a half. And um, he, he himself had Crohn's disease. So he had kind of been through a very similar healing process where he went through Western medicine and then ended up finding holistic health. But working with him, I got off of all medication in about a month and ended up getting in the best shape of my life, felt better than I had, you know, even prior to being diagnosed with Crohn's and, and was just fascinated at the idea of what food could really do for our bodies. Um, and I realized that sometimes the doctors Though they have, you know, white coats and PhDs, they don't always, you know, they don't always hold our fate as far as our health goes. Um, and I was really inspired by the fact that I, I did all the things they said I would never do. You know, I got off medication. I was in better health than I had ever been before. And, and so I was in this really great shape for um, about a year and a half. I transferred to USC. I got there. Feeling good about a first, you know, the first month there, but towards the end of my first semester, I thought all of my Crohn's symptoms were coming back. Um, went to the doctor to see what was going on and got things checked out. Um, they found a polyp in my colon and they took a, you know, a sample of it and the results came back that I had colon cancer. Um, so all of that to my, the Crohn's disease story to preface my diagnosis with colon cancer. Um, I think I had a very different experience than most because in the moment that I found out that I had colon cancer, I really didn't take it as like, you know, a prognosis or like, this is your final answer. I just took it as this is going to be one more challenge for me to overcome. Um, and so the same week I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I mean, with colon cancer, I met the second guardian angel in my life named Liana Werner Gray. And she's an Australian author who wrote a book called The Earth Diet. And it's all about how she healed lymphatic cancer by going plant-based and taking adaptogens. I had never heard of adaptogens at the time, but I was fascinated at the idea that, you know, there was this other element to holistic healing that I hadn't tried before. And so I ordered about 10 different kinds of adaptogens online, started mixing them into everything I ate and drank for the next three months. That was like the healing, you know, the time between diagnosis and starting chemo and radiation and um, went totally plant-based, started mixing them into everything I ate and drank. And three months later, went back to the doctor to, you know, see what the healing regimen was going to look like, how much and what kind of chemo and radiation I was going to need. And the results came back that I was completely cancer free. Wow. Like, and, and I just also want to say this is, so you're how old when you found this out? I was 21. 21 years old. Not only have you just had this 
years of this whirlwind with Crohn's disease, which anybody that's unfamiliar with it, it is like, yes, like you said, it's nice having a diagnosis, but Crohn's flare-ups are no joke. Crohn's disease itself is very debilitating. And it's something that you, it's not like, it, it becomes a lifestyle that you have to live to really manage it. And to then finally get into your school and then now at 21 years old to be diagnosed with colon cancer. And the way that you just said of like, it was now just one more thing I was going to overcome. That mentality, Sid, is so beautiful because a lot of people I think do go into, okay, now this is like my prognosis. This is my life sentence. I now have colon cancer. And I just have to say it's so beautiful getting to be in your presence and your positivity of just perseverance to overcome whatever it is is in your way. And I think I think a lot of that has to go back to like your athleticism and that like goal mentality of like, totally. great, this is mm-hmm. another thing that I'm going to tackle and do that. Because I, I mean, I'm sure in that process too, as you're healing and just what would like through your mind, like, I mean, going from like, now you get this new diagnosis, people are telling you that you have, are diagnosed with anorexia when that's not it at all. It's something completely mm-hmm. else. Like, how was that like mentally for you? Like you're, you're 16 years old. Like yeah. that's so challenging. Is it tough? I mean, it was extremely tough, especially when the doctors thought I was anorexic. And I also didn't have an explanation for my friends because I I really didn't know that I was losing weight until one day I realized that my clothes just like didn't really fit me anymore. So it wasn't something that I so much even saw because it wasn't like an active, you know, I wasn't trying to not eat. I was just not eating. And so my friends had started to make comments and they were worried. And my, especially that my teammates at the time, they're like, what's going on? Like you went from this athlete to like, now you're on the bench all the time. Um, and you know, it, it was high school. Like it, it's really hard for people who are 15 and 16 to like even wrap their mind around something like that. But um, it was, it was just like a huge identity crisis because I had been the soccer player. And then when I wasn't that, I really had to call into question, like, well then like, what am I? Who am I? I mean, it was, it was just so much of my being at that point. I have a, um, I'm, I'm blown away by everything. It's to me, there's this unfortunate, um, path that so many people that are experiencing symptoms and pain and everything, because, you know, Megan and I, we've worked with so many clients with Crohn's, but um, I'm so curious because it's like your mom, were you living with both your parents at the time? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so what was going on for them too? Because I know that there's this piece of you know, as a parent and how you feel. I mean, that's like, I went to battle for Megan because I knew that, you know, I wasn't going to give up no matter what the doctors intuitively, I knew it wasn't what they were telling me. Just like you said, just like you're saying, it's not in your head, like as yeah. a t- as a young teenager and you're like, no, this I'm hurting. Like, I don't feel right. Right. But like you said, too, you know, I truly do agree with you that doctors have the best intention. But I think the way that our meta our medical system has evolved. They're not, that is for acute treatments versus these chronic symptoms that a lot of people we've now shifted into because of our food system, because of our lifestyles and because of increased stress, lack of sleep, environmental issues. You know, 
that needs to shift too. Yeah. And we really have to become our own advocates, which is exactly what you did. 100%. I mean, to answer your question, Peggy, with my parents, I mean, they were they were huge advocates for me. I mean, I can't tell you how much money and time and, and effort and energy was spent on just trying to figure out what was wrong. And I, I'm so grateful for their believing in me because I think, you know, I, I've always been tough. <laughs> I grew up playing soccer, falling on the ground, hurting things all the time. You know, blood was not something that I was ever afraid of. But um, <laughs> when it became to the point where like it wasn't, it was became a consistent everyday thing. Like in the very beginning, I was feeling, you know, horrible only some days. And when I was no longer playing soccer anymore, able to do that, I think that's when it really clicked for them um, that, you know, this is something super serious because it was something I was so passionate about. It wasn't just me trying to put on a show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, and, and I think parents know there's just a deep intuitive element to healing. I'm such a deep believer in that. I mean, in my own experience, the mind, body, soul component has to all be there because if you're just trying medicine or you're just trying meditation or you're just, you know, trying to be around good people, those are all great things. But when you bring them together, I mean, we're, we're very, very complex. And sometimes it takes a, a very, very complex way to like fully heal things from the inside out and not just put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. God bless them. Or knowing to, yeah. you know, really support you in that way, because that that's a huge part of the healing, too, when you feel mm -hmm. that support from your family, from your friends, because, you know, something like a diagnosis, like, you know, when the doctors say, oh, she has anorexia, I'm like, mm. you know, that that's a whole nother kind of um, judgment or feeling. And then you keep plowing through is is miraculous. So oh, I just, wow. I know it's so. Uh, and then to take all of this, because I, I'm in the camp that I'm an experiential learner. I need to go through something <laughs> and have yes. to really be dragged in the dirt to then overcome it and be like, wipe myself off and be like, okay, this is how we overcome this. Like <laughs> I have to go through the yep. freaking hell and back. And now I can be like, oh, that's why I'm not going to do it. You can tell me all the things, but I have to experience it. I'm the exact same person. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, to a fault, I wish I weren't that way sometimes. Totally. <laughs> it would be more convenient and probably a lot faster to get to the point. But yeah, I'm, I'm not that person. I'm just like you. Wow. I love hearing about all the angels that kind of show up and that you're like awake to even recognize, oh, that's, that's angel number one. Angel mm -hmm. number two, I wanted to hear that again. It was the Australian woman that you met. Yes. Can you tell me a little more about that? Is it called an earth diet or what her, was it? Her, yeah, her name is Liana Werner Gray and her book, she's written a few now, but the one that she, that she had just come out with, like when I had met her was called the earth diet. And it's about her journey, healing her lymphatic cancer by going plant-based and taking adaptogens. It's wow. fascinating. Fascinating. And so in those three months of you taking the adaptogens and putting them into all of the different foods, this was the, this is the beginning of made by. Mm -hmm. And so explain a little bit about that, because when you hear adaptogens, people are kind of, now it's becoming a more um, trendy term of, we, we know about using um, 
chaga and reishi and all these things, but there's so much more to it. I would love to know kind of that evolution of uh, adaptogens with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, when I bought them, I went online, made, I sure I wasn't going to kill myself ordering some weird mushrooms from across the world. And once I made sure that was, you know, that box is checked. Um, I researched the ones that were best for, you know, the ones that had the best anti-cancer properties, best inflammation fighting properties. Um, because as you know, different adaptants cater to different healing benefits. So some are great for inflammation. Some are great for maybe anti-stress and anxiety, and some are great for, they're more nootropic. So they're good for your brain and cognitive function. And, and I took a bit, you know, of the full spectrum, but, Mm -hmm. um, when I first started, I, I really focused on the ones that were heavy on the anti-cancer side of things and, um, mix them into smoothies, oatmeal, really anything liquidy at all that I could like get my hands on. And um, they tasted horrible. I mean, no sugar coating it. They were not pretty, um, very gritty. I mean, they're, they're ground up mushrooms and plants. Um, and, but they're very, very powerful. And so I just choked them down for the benefits. Um, didn't really care about the taste. And um, after my experience, I was so moved by them and also equally moved by the fact that my doctors had, they didn't even know what adaptogens were. And the light bulb kind of went off my head. I was like, this is a big problem. Um, Because even if, you know, I'm not asking anyone to take the path that I took. I didn't even know I was taking the path that I took. It was just the way that the universe was meant to work out that I, I never had to go down the path of chemo and radiation. But even if I had, I would have loved to know about adaptions to supplement my healing process. And, and I've seen now there are places doing that. Like they'll recommend, you know, astragalus before people do chemotherapy because it really helps the nausea or they'll recommend reishi to help with inflammation and help, you know, to lower the white blood cell count, which can increase tumor size. So these things are being used in some parts of the world, but they're not being used at, at the scale that I think that they could be. And so, after that conversation with my doctors, um, I realized I couldn't start with the medical system, perhaps, but I wanted to at least start with the people closest to me and my family, bless their hearts. They like healthy stuff, but they're not the adaptogen seeking type. So I realized that if I wanted to get them to take these things, um, I was probably going to have to hide it in their food. And so being a sweet tooth lover myself, I thought about a way that I could make them like trick them into wanting adaptogens. So I didn't have to convince them to take them every day. And um, I had the idea to somehow turn the superfoods I was eating into some sort of dessert and then infuse it with these adaptogens so that people could eat things that they love and feel while doing it. Wow. So were you guided by someone to, because, you know, with anything as a supplement or anything like that, were you guided by someone? Did you have, you know, like angel number one sharing with you how much adaptogens to take, or did you just kind of experiment? I was guided by the universe and Google. (laughs) I I really did. You know, I really, I, I made sure I did check a lot of really credible sources. A lot of the research that I started with came out of like, you know, medical journals, the same ones that have published so much on COVID now. But um, I, the thing with adaptogens is that the great thing is you can't 
overdose on them. Like if you take too much ashwagandha, maybe you'll be bloated or you won't feel, or you take too much trifolla, maybe you're going to go to the bathroom a little bit too much throughout the day. <laughs> but if those were the worst case scenarios for me, you know, I really, um, some days I would take double the serving size, just depending. It was not every day. Um, but it, on the days that I did double down on like the anti-cancer adaptogens, um, I would like double the dose. And it, so it was all trial and error with you. I, all trial and error. You're yeah. this human guinea pig, which sometimes, you know, we have to do when you're <laughs> paving a new way. Right. You don't really have that information to go off of. So I would love, how would you give like a simple definition of adaptogens? So adaptogens are a class of superfoods that are known to help the the body achieve homeostasis. So homeostasis is that even keel, balance, harmony, which might not sound super fancy because I'm not telling you they'll give you, like you're not going to be able to fly taking adaptogens. (laughs) But the thing that we don't realize is we are never in homeostasis because we are always there's mental stress, physical stress, biological stress, chemical stress, so much stress going on in our body at any given time, that if we were at homeostasis, we would probably feel like we could fly, (laughs) because it's just, we don't live in that natural state. And so Mm -hmm. all, all adaptogens help to bring the body to homeostasis. But then like I mentioned, each adaptogen has its own specific healing benefit, but they all work with the adrenal glands, which are responsible for hormone function, like the thyroid, Um, And they really help to control the cortisol hormone, aka stress hormone, um, which is really like pressing the start button on all other systems within your body. So extra cortisol in the digestive tract can create bloating or indigestion. Extra cortisol, you know, the brain creates the the flood of, you know, stress that we feel. And so, and the, you know, excess of cortisol also creates this buildup of inflammation with which is what, you know a lot of Crohn's is and cancer stems from as well. So I I love that. It's so good to understand that. And when you were testing with these cookies and, or the dessert, because the cookies weren't made yet, this was like the right. thought process of coming. <laughs> How did you choose the adaptogens that you put into these sweets? So a lot, I mean, a lot of them stemmed from the ones that I was already taking, but I wanted to help people to understand what they were um, without having to go into depth on every adaption and every time. And so what we did and what I've done is each cookie or cookie dough flavor has a specific blend of two to four adaptogens for a specific healing benefit. So for example, our chocolate chip is for boosting mood our peanut butter chocolate chip is for like focus, cognitive function. And then our oatmeal chocolate chip is for immunity and longevity. And so if you tell people this is like a mood boosting cookie or a brain boosting cookie, it's a lot easier for them to grasp that even if they don't know what lion's mane or like ginkgo root is. Totally. Well, and it's, it's so many people, they don't really want the why. They just want to know, how's it going to help me? Yeah. Why do I want this? It's that mentality. So instead of a pill, I get to eat a cookie. Like, yeah, I'm there. Right. (laughs) So, so really the marketing is really quite genius. And, um, you know, creating a business is a lot, especially (laughs) a baking business. You know, I, I'm serious. It's like, you know, I, I don't, I imagine that it's, 
it's always challenging you for your own stress today, even after you're healing. And so how do you manage that stress of running a business and doing all that aside from, you know, being able to take these wonderful, magical, you know, adaptogens? That's a, that's a great question. And, you know, now that we're going on year two, um, so much has changed. Um, so to give a, a little background, um, I started this out of my kitchen. Uh, when I decided to launch Made By, I had just quit my full-time job working for Thrive Market. I quit with no savings. Um, I quit with, you know, not even a website bill yet. And I, I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, made so many bad decisions looking back, but by the grace of the universe, we here learned. we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it 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 is so hard. I had, I'm not a baker. I did not come from a culinary background. I came from the background of you know, making about a thousand recipes my senior year of college in my parents' kitchen. And that was where Made By was born. Um, but I, there's so many elements that go into it. And, and so started in my kitchen, moved into a commercial kitchen, still was just myself in the commercial kitchen, and then slowly built out a staff. And now we have five, five people in our kitchen. Um, but now, um, Throughout the pandemic, it was it was a crazy time, but also a very exciting time for better for you products. And so, in May, between May and October, we'll be launching our cookie dough in about 350 retailers across the nation. Um, so I will not be doing that anymore, and we're in the process of moving into like a co-packing facility that will take it all over for us. But congratulations! Let's just take you. that in for a minute. Thank like you. Three hundred and fifty retailers across. We'll be in a Whole Foods near you. Ah, how amazing! So Thank did you get you. into all the regions or did so you? So we're, we're launching within the so Whole Foods SOPAC region, which is California, mm -hmm. Nevada, Arizona, and Hawaii. I know it well. It's a fabulous region. That's yes, it so is. That's so great. It's your people. Your people are going to really love having this type of product out there. That's, I can only see such success for you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm. But to your point about dealing, handling all the stress, I think the first year I, um, didn't handle it so hot. Um, I worked, you know, I, but I didn't have a choice. I had to work 15, 18 hour days because I was the only person doing everything. And, and I didn't raise any money from made by, um, until, you know, about a month ago and I did everything on my own. I grew our company based off the sales we had. And I, not, not that there's any one way to build a company, you know, right or wrong, but I'm so grateful for that experience because I learned so much. I mean, because I had to. And so now going into this with having, you know, financial support, I know the things that we need because <laughs> I've done them up until this point and um, I'm not an expert at them. So it, it'll be really exciting to have the the right people in in those spots for sure. Well, and it's interesting because when you said, you know, I made a lot of bad decisions as a parent and just listening over and over <laughs> in these generations and how things are evolving, that that's how we learn. So there mm -hmm. is no such thing as a bad decision. It's a decision that was made that actually helped you to grow and get to the next step because it's all part of your learning process, right? Amen. And Amen. so we wouldn't, we wouldn't change anything. Yeah, it was hard, 
but look where you are. Yeah. Hindsight's always wonderful. (laughs) Through all those failures, you know, it's hard. Someone my age, it's like, oh, there's all these beliefs around failure. And we're at our age trying to figure out, okay, how can we embrace failure is important to have? And that's the message that we want to put out there is that, yes, in the failures is how we grow. So one million percent. I, I couldn't agree more. Hi, loves, Meg's here. Have you already joined one of our reset programs? If you haven't, maybe you just need a little bit more personalized support for your health goals. Join me for one-on-one functional medicine coaching sessions. Coaching sessions provide additional support designed specifically to help you detox from stress, excess weight, inflammation, bloat, and all that negative energy out of your life. Healing involves a whole body approach and our Curry Girls Kitchen reset programs and personalized coaching offers just that. Head to currygirlskitchen.com or follow the link in today's show notes to sign up for your free initial 20-minute consult. Let me help you get started on your unique journey to wellness. Here you are, early 20s. You're figuring out, you're healing yourself. You have this cookie dough. How do you even think about starting a business? I know for me, like, it's like, how did that even come about? Like, where did you begin? I'm so curious because like, we don't have a physical product. Ours is a service. And so you kind of just like start offering it. But like, how do you go about getting into retailers and packaging? And like, it's very grassroots. I've, I know some of it from the backside, but were there mentors or people that you like found and supported you? I just think as somebody that might be interested in starting a business or interested in this, how you created it. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that there was, yeah, really great question. There's so many elements that go into it, but I think as a, as a first time founder, especially if you're doing something alone, the, one of the best, 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 best aspects to never doing something before is that you have no idea how it's done. And so you're much more likely to approach things from a really different direction, which has like by far been one of the most effective and most successful um, aspects of, of made by from the set out. I mean, for example, with getting into retailers, typically I started asking people who had been, you know, who works for Kroger or like Ocean Spray or these really large Pepsi, all these really large companies and they have brokers and distributors and all these middlemen. Um, they would say, you know, we have our broker send an email to this distributor. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, well, where do you get the broker? Like what's step one? (laughs) Um, And so I just, I realized I had to start with what I had, which was really just myself and my own two feet. And I just would walk into places I wanted to sell. I'd ask to meet the manager. If the manager wasn't there, I would ask, you know, for the manager's card or the best point of contact. And essentially, I would get all these people's business cards. Um, and sometimes the key I would also give, it sounds like such a simple, um, such a simple thing, but I've never owned a business card. And I think it's been a huge asset because if people ask for your business card, it's they lose them, they'll forget to email you. But if you get theirs, at least you have their point of contact and you can keep pinging them <laughs> until yes. they respond. Um, so it's been, it's been a really, it's been helpful for sure. But um, I would essentially, you know, I would meet them, not go in with product, tell them my story. Um, and people are, especially when you have a product to offer, 
product or service. Like people love free things. So I would say like, I would love to come in tomorrow and bring you some samples. And that was really how almost every retailer that we're in to date started with me walking in, saying hi to people face to face and telling my story. Granted, this was before COVID times. Um, I know things have shifted now, but their relationships beyond anything is everything in business. Um, and the stronger relationships you have, the easier things become. Um, the more integrity you have, the easier things become. Um, and I think that just those two things will get someone so, so, so far. I mean, I came into food not knowing anything about food, but I know that I love people and, and made by is so not about a product. It is really about, you know, such a deeper purpose and wanting to help heal people and, and keeping that in mind. It, it makes all of the not knowing how relatively easy. Wow. Yeah. Getting them to drink the Kool-Aid is really important. And mm -hmm. I think, I think also it's, it's like the first step in building relationships, you know, because that is, that is your business card mm -hmm. because it's the memory. They taste it. They're like, mm, wow. Okay. They hear your story and then you develop the relationship and it just keeps snowballing after that. So totally. genius on you for that. You know, I also think the resourcefulness, you know, like that's why when I, if I were to say to anybody trying to start a business or to do anything, because I mean, my mom and I have been doing what we've been doing for 10 years now. And there have been so many challenges. There's so many times where you're just like, oh, I just want to give up. But because you're so passionate and you believe in what you're doing so much, that's what's going to pull you through and persevere for all the times you hear no, all the times that you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Those thoughts come every day and the no's come every day too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And to just push through it. You hear about that so often. There's like a hundred no's before you get that yes. And so that true. is, it's so, it's so good to, to have that vision, to have that clarity of what it is, because as long as you stay really true to your intention, so it's your intention that's driving you. It's not, I, I remember, so Sandy Gooch was my mentor. Mm. And, and I don't know, um, if you know who Sandy Gooch was, I was, I was quite amazed that not very many people knew who Sandy Gooch was, but so, you know, she was the same way. She just kept persevering and persevering. And like you, it's like, you just, you keep going and then people show up in your life and you'll find your mentors and you keep asking those questions and you keep doing your research and that's, what's pushing you forward. And, you know, who knows? what made by is going to be in a month from now, three months from now, because once you hit those markets, things are going to change exponentially. I've watched other people because I was a food manufacturer too, and I know what it can happen, mm -hmm. you know? And so that it's, it's pretty amazing that you on your own got into the whole foods because I know that is not easy. So I just want to say kudos. Thank kudos. you so much. Yeah, you're definitely being guided. And I love that you, you know, going back to what you just said, it's it's more than just the product. Made by is the purpose. It's behind why you created the product, which is getting these very healing adaptogens into people's diets in ways that are fun and tasty and delicious so that they can feel these benefits that have healed you and have helped support so many other people which is amazing. 
hundred percent. I think if if someone's starting a business solely for the purpose of wanting to make a living, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I will say it it's going to be a lot harder when things come up and people say no. I mean, I can't tell you how many, and I won't say failures because I all I actually totally agree, Peggy, that things are it's never a failure. It's a learning lesson if it doesn't work out exactly how you wanted it to, and and I found not to my surprise that all of the no's that we've you know, received, I've been so happy for in hindsight, because things ended up working out so much better from, you know, timing to get into certain retailers or raising money or, I mean, there's an endless amount of things um, that in the moment, you're like, why is this happening? This is the worst thing ever. And then here I am, you know, a year later, I'm like, that's the best thing ever. (laughs) I'm so happy that happened. Um, But I think you're totally right. The why is huge. Yeah. So in everything that you've done and to where Made By is today, how is your health today? Are you finding, how is, you know, how are you taking care of yourself? Is this something that's constant? Is it something that you still have flare-ups or how is that your health journey today? It's a great question. You know, things in the last six months have been so easy breezy. And it's, it really hasn't been that way for me in a long time. It is hard to balance stress as a founder. It is hard to balance work-life balance. And, and I, you know, I, I believe that there are certain seasons for working really hard and certain seasons for relaxing. It doesn't always have to be within the same season, but I think right now I, I, after last year running myself into the ground, I just, knew that was it wasn't sustainable it wasn't going to work and i've really built out a a day-to-day schedule for myself that feels feels so good i mean you know i wake up a little bit earlier in the morning i spend time journaling spend time getting centered because i know throughout the day there's a million things that need my attention and as long as i can stay centered in what i'm doing it even if i have a million other things going on i just feel so much better. I mean, before my brain would be thinking about the next thing I have to do while I'm still doing the first task. And it it would totally pull me out of like my zone of creation, I call it. Um, mm-hmm. And so really spending that time, even if it's not very long for yourself before going into that has been really big. And then at the end of the day, I'll like get outside for like an hour or so just to like get some fresh air and like cleanse the work energy out of me. And I've, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it just, it helps to recenter before going into the next yeah, day. You, you got to recalibrate, you know, just like when you said in the morning, you set your foundation, you do what's going to help you stay, feel grounded, you know, and then we kind of fly throughout the day and then it's like, okay, come back down so we can right. then recenter ourselves. So that's a beautiful thing. Well, I think you just highlighted such a, a great point in that a lot of people, they take self-care as secondary when what you're saying is, you know, because you were neglecting your self-care, you ran yourself into the ground where then you got yourself to a point where you're like, nope, actually this is a priority. Taking that time in the morning before I get started is so important. And at the end of the day, especially as a business owner and somebody that is really putting out fires and managing a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts all day, every day that you come back to you. And again, when you do that, it reminds you of the purpose and the point of why you're doing it. You come back to that joy and that passion. One million percent. So right. Oh my gosh. I just Uh, have to say, 
Thank you for creating such a delicious. I love it. Megan always brings me these delicious <laughs> cookies. And oh my God, whenever we're in Erwan, we always pick them up. Yes. Oh. I think Megan was one of our first customers when we first launched at Erwan. Oh, like, let yes. me tell you, we, we benefited <laughs> a lot. I was going in there buying like 10 cookies at once with my like all these things. Like, Sid, I can't get enough of these. I would text you every time, like, you're sold out. Why? There's no more cookies. I came here and they're all gone. You're like, I just it, dropped hot, them off. Hot topic. She's she's coming in hot this week. And believe yes. me, I'm sure Erwan will have our Megan. They fix. really are. <laughs> they're so good. And even if you're not near an Erwan, I mean, me in Colorado now, I have them shipped to me, yes. which is amazing. And you could go to madeby.com mm-hmm. wherever you are and have them shipped to you. Yep. And so what is this next evolution of Made By? Is it still cookies or you said it's cookie dough? Cookie, cookie dough. dough. Yeah. So our original product was cookie dough. We actually mm-hmm. started selling cookies because it, Air One, you know, thought it would be a good idea for ways, you know, a way for customers to try the product without committing to a full pie. But now we, our, our hero product in the beginning always was the cookie dough. And on a daily basis, I'm still asked like, when is it coming back? Is it coming back? And it is coming back. Um, it It's the product that people love the most. One, because it is edible. And two, like you still can bake it to get the baked cookie if that's what you want. Um, but we're actually changing our name. Um, made by is changing its name. Um, made wow. by is becoming Toto. Toto means whole or in its entirety in Latin. And, and it really stands for the way that one, what we embody as a company, but two, the way that we want to make people feel with all of our products. We want people to, to feel whole, to feel complete in their entirety. Um, and as we build out the product line over the next couple of years, all, all of the products will reflect that. So we, it just, it made the most sense for us. It's cute, it's catchy, and it, it really embodies what we're all about. I have full body chills. I, I, I got like name. total chills. I know. Toto's I so that. cute. Also, again, <laughs> look at you pivoting two years in. You have right? great brand awareness <laughs> and it's like you can still evolve. Sid, you're like so inspirational on so many <laughs> levels. I love this. Oh my gosh. You guys, you guys hype me up. <laughs> no. Worthy, worthy of all of the hype. And (laughs) it's so fun because also, you know, I love following you on, I mean, you are my sister friend, but also on social, you provide so much daily inspo, not just on Made By, but with your Sydney Olivia account and all of the things that you share, you know, if you are interested in more behind the scenes of what Sid's life is like running a business, navigating growing a business and that work-life balance and stuff, I highly recommend following along because you do, you, you share so much insight and so much realness of the reality of what it takes day to day to do this. And when things come up or, you know, somebody breaks into your car and steals your eyes, like these random things that you just, you're like, can it, can anything else happen? You know, your perspective is so inspiring and uplifting and it is it's you ask you answer a lot of questions for people that are curious so I would say that's a great way to stay connected and learn more about Sydney and this journey of business owner and life it's 
where else would you say is a great place for people to find you, find Made By or Soon To Be Toto? Soon To Be Toto. Yeah. I mean, our, our Instagram now is Made By Foods. My Instagram is Sydney Olivia, spelled with three A's and H. Um, but you, you can find me through the Made By Instagram. I'm all over that thing. And it's we're going to have all of this also in our show notes. But Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think that those are, you know, I, I share a lot about my journey as far as the business side goes on LinkedIn um, pretty often, just the bit, the very realness of, of mm-hmm. the day to day and and how not so glamorous it is, but how glamorous it seems. <laughs> yes. I love that. I think it's so great. And also to be able to follow Made By because you guys in this past year have had some epic collaborations. I did not have a chance to get my hands on the coconut cult one that you did, but you have with the granola butter, Mm -hmm. um, unreal. We have another exciting one come up. Oh my god! You have another one coming up. Yes, we we're doing, um, this will be our last collaboration as cookies, but we're doing one with Kenzie Burke. Um, she launched a cacao nib line. Um, And so we're doing a healthy almond joy inspired cookie that will be with coconut and dark chocolate and her cacao nibs. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So good. So in order to be notified of that, make sure you're following Made By and sign up to their newsletters so that you can make sure to get those before they sell out because wow, those sound delicious. (laughs) They're really good. I love that. I'm so grateful to have you on here sharing your health journey, your entrepreneurial journey, this business that is truly changing lives for such so much benefit and your positivity and just ah uh, you taking control of your health. You know, I think that was the the biggest thing. Like you were told some pretty intense things that could really derail people or just put you in this spiral. And there's always hope. There's always another way of looking at it. There's always something that you can do, whether it just be your perspective. And I just, everyone needs to know you. Everyone needs to try made by Toto, the the cookie dough, yes. the cookies. It's so delicious. I'm, uh, I'm so grateful our paths crossed and that me we too. got to me too, here. me too, because <laughs> let me tell you, I think you're the quintessential make life delicious. Yes. Seriously. Queen. You are. <laughs> yeah. you, are. you created such deliciousness for all of us. Oh, I thank you too from my heart. Said. Thank you guys so much. I'm so honored to be here. I, I love both of you guys. I mean, I love what you stand for and everything that you provide for people. So thank mm-hmm. you. We're going to keep keep supporting and loving on each other as we keep yes. moving up. Yes. Blossoming, blossoming. Hosted by marriage and family therapist associate Lindsay Locke, her podcast, Get Psyched, aims to dive into the underlying psychology of issues while firing listeners up on life. Bringing shadowy subjects to the light, no topic is taboo. Lindsay and guests explore sex, trauma, relationships, holistic wellness, therapeutic practices, functional medicine, and more. Learn, laugh, love, or whatever Karen would say. Let's get psyched.